You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs Tony Holbrook and Nicole Moore, and produced by photographer and musician Jake Warren, we share insights on how to connect, serve, and grow so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. Welcome to this week's Best Box Podcast. It is Tony and I today. We are doing another, it's been a while. I don't even know how long ago that first one was, but this is our second episode of a, a sprinkled in series in between having some epic guests uh, is our gym owners FAQ. So going into a Facebook group and just seeing some of the conversations that are going on with fellow gym owners and chatting about it. Yeah. I think if anybody is listening to this and has questions that they want to answer too, like you guys could definitely reach out to us or kind of direct us to anything in the Facebook group that you might run into. And we'll definitely like put it on the slate and answer these. These are kind of fun things that we've either tested ourselves in the gym or probably could easily test in one of our gyms pretty quickly, depending on what it is. Um, or could definitely talk to a number of the people that we work with and get some advice, but either way, it'd be fun to try to answer a bunch more of these. So yeah, look forward to this. Fun. I like it. All right. Maybe we'll do that on one of our Instagram posts for this to see if anybody has questions. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is episode 41. I don't know if we, we said that or we usually say episode number, but I was thinking about that today. We are, we are approaching, approaching a year. Crazy. Right? More episodes than I am old now. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way older. I mean, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone listening, it's been a long day. This is our, we were recording today on a Wednesday. We have a lot of meetings on a Wednesday. We push this recording to the end of the day. So we're a little spicy over here. And like, <laughs> truth. <laughs> that's why we pressed record just in the middle of like usually the uh, beginning banter uh, before we get started. But you got a preview of that today. True. So actually, on, I think on the episode that came out, is coming out. Two before this one, uh, Jake, our awesome producer, actually left in after we said bye and did our clap. We had some uh, conversation back and forth with Chloe, and he left it in there. And I was like, eh, we're just going to leave it. So um, there's also some bonus content in that episode that wasn't supposed to make it in. Encore, but encore. Encore, totally. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to jump right in. Um, so the first question came from a Facebook group was landline versus cell phone. What is everybody using for their gym business? I use my personal cell phone for all my current clients. So we are moving to a small studio, uh, into a large commercial downtown space. And I'm tossing around the idea of, uh, adding an additional line that will be strictly for the gym. I think a big park will be cordless, be the, be cordless ability throughout the entire space. That last statement is, is funny, really, like the big perk will be cordless ability. I think the, the silly thing to me is a cordless phone doesn't really exist anymore. Like everything is really digital phone and kind of how the things work. So really, you should be look at, look at, looking at it as not just like it's accessible throughout your facility, but it should be accessible wherever you are. Right. And so in our experience, uh, we, when we acquired our gym, it had a landline with a phone. And if you look back on previous episodes, we talked about this a bunch, but it would be crushing when you come in in the morning and you'd see like missed calls or a voicemail system that doesn't work or like, you know, heaven forbid an answering machine. If anybody knows how to actually like use those anymore, I'm pretty sure the phone that we had had an answering machine on it. Oh, it did. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. Right. And nobody had the password to actually get the voicemails when they were mm -hmm. left there. So it was just like, a black box um and i just personally like i didn't want to have to be there answering the phone even if i was there i usually was never in a place to want to answer the phone or 
you know, do that. I'm either coaching or training or working with members. It's very rare that I'm just like available to answer the phone. And so we switched to a system called Grasshopper pretty much right away. Um, the way that it works is you can you can port a phone line in. So if you have an existing phone number, you can bring it into Grasshopper. Um, if you don't have an existing phone line, or I think in this case, they said they were looking at getting an additional one, you can definitely get like a local line. Um, one of the big benefits for us is the texting ability. So you have the ability to uh, text this phone number and it comes in an app on your phone. I think there's a desktop app as well, like a computer app. Um, and it allows basically anybody to text back. And so like in practical terms as a gym, we've got four or five of us, I think that have access to this phone line and anybody can text the gym. And if it's for one of the kids, youth members, it goes to one of our coaches. If it goes to across with somebody else, it goes to one of our other coaches. If there is, um, you know, nothing, you know, nothing clear, then somebody at the top sort of takes it and, and runs with it from there. But yeah, what am I missing, Nicole? Like it's been a huge benefit for us. Uh, huge benefit i think from i mean we talked just a lot about like the team aspect having multiple people in that is really helpful the ability that um i think it kind of goes back to like client first and that um the ability to have multiple of our team um to respond to the messages and reply quicker if one person isn't available um but if you're taking it very back to the very beginning of someone's journey and joining a CrossFit gym or any gym um, is usually picking up the phone. And we know picking up the phone these days, just like one, making the decision to like join a gym, find the number and then call and then get to the black box voicemail that no one gets to. And we, we hear this like in any business, gym business, our, our fellow um, member and um, Doug, who has a plumbing business, just the ability of like when you're busy and doing the things, inability to reply in a timely manner. So I think having um, something that automates a message back to them, enables text messaging, just helps the client get the response timely. Um, and even recently, um, I was like, oh, it'd be kind of good to do a little bit of yoga here and there. I'm, I'm, I'm diversifying back into dance and things like that. And I had an experience recently where same thing, I left a message for a gym and then I followed their lead form. And to this day, we're like a month later, I never, I never heard back. Um, so most people, if they don't hear back within a day or so, they've made the decision they're going to do it. They're going to go out and find somebody else. So I think it's all kind of coming back to like absolutely cell phone. But with that in mind, I think we would 100% say no ifs, ands, or buts. Having a separated grasshopper line, like you don't want messages between like family, friend, person, between gym clients. The ability to have some boundaries, also organization for your business where that is within um, a grasshopper system that can be share the love when you're not able to access it, um, I think is important. Mm -hmm. And I think in... Again, one of the one of the Facebook groups, somebody had offered in the last couple of weeks, like, hey, I've had been running a business for a long time. If any gym owners wanted to just, like hop on a call and talk about any kind of area of your business, um, he did that. And then he put a summary into the chat. I, I wish I had it up. But it, that was a common, said, common themes across gym owners was that wanting the ability to text and SMS their members. So like, yes, having the landline cell phone ability is awesome. I'm not landline, sorry, the cell phone ability versus landline, uh, but enabling that texting to your people because most people that call us in, they have their initial call, the rest of the communication is via text message. It's mm -hmm. very rare where we're going back and forth communicating anything at this point um, over call unless somebody wants that. 
That's true. That's true. I would, um, yeah, there's definitely the ability to answer when the time is like right for your sort of perspective on things. Um, but also being able to get back to them sort of in a timely manner. And one of the changes that we actually just made is we found that a lot of the actual true phone calls that were coming in were, it, it ended up being spam cleaning companies, mostly that were trying to sell us like cleaning products or cleaning <laughs> services for the gym. Um, but the few that got through would have converted just as effectively over text message. And so what we, we ran it as a straight through, we answer it like 24 hours a day kind of thing up until two months ago, let's say. And now we have it set up so that when somebody calls our gym, there's a, a voice message that basically just says, hey, we're busy coaching. Can you leave us some voicemail and we'll get back to you right away? And then that gets emailed to like a central email inbox. Everybody can listen to the voicemail. It gets transcribed even. So like you get an email that says, the transcription isn't perfect all the time, but you get the general idea for what the person is looking for. And then that allows yeah. somebody to call back. And oftentimes, instead of just whoever you can get to answer the phone, answering the phone and talking to that person, instead you cue it, get it directed to the right person. And then their first experience is the actual coach that will be coaching them or the actual trainer that will be doing the intro. And so we found that to be effective. We still see the calls coming in. We still get all the leads kind of that direction, but, um, it's helped us improve. We should we should maybe also talk about some of the other options that are out there. Like we well, use Grasshopper yeah. just because yeah. of us, but yeah, no, I was that's literally what I was going to say next was that um, exploring this space. It's it's interesting that texting and SMSing clients in in the big picture of things is like pretty new. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of a new a new experience getting text messaging marketing. I feel like a lot of people aren't even really in that space. That's something we haven't really done yet. Um, so in talking to even some other uh, software companies in the gym owner space have kind of been the same thing. Like at this point, Grasshopper is our best option, but it's not perfect. And we even mm -hmm. saw those answers to this question. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see. We'll talk about Grasshopper. Tony can share a couple other ones. Um, and that's a very standalone system. We're also kind of playing around with another new system right now that kind of integrates the ability to build um, SMX and texting communication um, in kind of a hub where you can communicate via email, social media, text messaging, things like that. So we're playing around with something kind of new in that space. Um, but yeah, Tony, what other ones out there if it's not Grasshopper uh, did you have online? Yeah, so Grasshopper is great for Canada, specifically where we're based out of mm. services here, as well as probably a bunch of other countries. Uh, Google Voice is definitely a popular one. Um, similar type of capabilities, similar type of services. I believe only available in the United States and probably like a handful of other countries right now. So you just have to check specifically where uh, where you're located. Um Jim Lead Machine was another one that I saw mentioned. I don't personally have any experience with that, but I saw a couple gym owners that recommended that. I think it goes by a new name now called Clip or Clio. Mm. Uh, I could be butchering that, but mm. either way, if you look up Jim Lead Machine, you'll probably probably head that direction. Um, but yeah, uh, toll-free forwarding is like another one that has a similar type of system, but it doesn't, doesn't seem to be used as much. So like Grasshopper, Google Voice would be the two that... Um, would probably lead the way in terms of flexibility and just reliability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll link it in the show notes, but there's definitely maybe even a whole podcast on this because we talked about like things we implemented or systems we implemented in our business early on that has been absolutely game changing is I can't even imagine operating without a centralized call system that's mm -hmm. on our phones and available, but also like doesn't fill up my inbox kind of thing. So um, yeah, we'll definitely link that below. So 
Well, I think, and maybe why don't we end this with just a specific example. So like Uh, going into this weekend, we have a coach who's going to be in Calgary, like, you know, 10 hours from here. We're going to have a couple of people from here. We have administration that lives three hours from here. You know, it's summertime. We have people flexible all Mm -hmm. over the place. We're not changing a thing with our phone system. Everything's still going to route the same. Everything still ends up in the inbox and the real the way we've made it work is just a process for when it comes in, who it goes to. And if there's vacation coverage, there's just somebody to step up. So like hundred percent. Yeah. It's been anybody, really anybody who messages the gym this weekend is going to get me uh, because as I mentioned, our head coach is going to be off in Alberta and I'm going to be across the ocean on another Island in my friend's backyard, but I'm able to do that coverage and have the ability, but I'm also going to be away and to the members. I'm, and I think that's another piece of it too, is, um, even in a system where Grasshopper doesn't have the ability to necessarily build automation and templates, um, even that having this templates kind of written in notes in your phone, it's the same questions all the time. Hey, I want to do an intro. I want to do this and kind of having those um, ways to even make that easier. That's a whole other kind of conversation around texting templates. We know if you've listened to this that I geek out about email templates. Gosh, I love them. And this new world of texting, texting templates is is coming next. Um, But yeah, totally. I think that is a great example of, we're all going to be away somewhere else, but to the client, it's not going to delay their their um, thing. And having the ability to allow one person to be on vacation and one person to kind of take take that on, um, so we also don't all feel like we're on more. And one cool, I don't know if we mentioned this, but with if we miss a phone call, you can set up an automated text message response. Mm. And so anytime we miss a phone call, somebody gets a text message just that says, "Hey, sorry we missed you." here's a link to book a free intro or like whatever it is. And you can direct people to your, to your website and that sort of thing. So that auto text reply has probably saved us a ton of business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, I mean, there's, I think so many questions if you're thinking about doing this that we answered another podcast, but like, yes, you can port your phone number over. Yes. You can get a local, um, um, area code. If you're setting up a new number, uh, it's really easy to set up, really easy to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great. Great. All right. Next question. I love this one. Um, How long should we keep waivers from past members and drop-ins? So um, I think, you know, this, it was a perfect kind of theme as we try to talk a lot about running your business with as many digital systems and tools in place. So I am sure Tony would agree with this, but step one is use a CRM. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, it's CRM. A digital waiver. A digital waiver, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of some of some kind to keep it organized. Um yeah, Tony, what do you think about waivers and yeah, paper's garbage because you're never going to retain it. And the, the most important thing is like when you need it, you're not likely not going to have it. Now, there's a lot of people that have done amazing works with filing cabinets and filing systems, and you could absolutely make that work. But in the reality, unless you're like a one person shop doing your own thing and you're the only person in that filing cabinet to trust like that that gets filed into the right places is probably not going to be super effective. So the digital tool, whether it be like a DocuSign or an Echo Sign or a PandaDoc or like whatever it happens to be, just sort of Hello like takes sign. That, yeah, yeah, there's Hello so sign. many. Yeah, just takes that weight off of your brain to, to do that retention kind of work for you. In terms of how long, though, I uh, I actually don't know what the legal requirements would be. I think that would be the thing is whatever your legal local requirements are. Totally. Right? And, and 
back in the day in my rec world, it was like seven years. But even then, I think after seven years, it went to this like place called like records and retention. And it was Mm -hmm. these people that just got like box after box and like filed them into this room, like literally forever. Um, And so I think that was funny that it's same thing in, in this question, the comments below were like, well, check how many years, but like probably forever. Someone's like, yep boxes forever so yeah a digital system one it's just so much easier and again it makes your um onboarding flow smooth professional you can have them sign that waiver before they even come in uh, especially if you're doing virtual i know one of our uh clients was saying that they got a waiver once it was like print it off and then like fill it out and scan it back it was like what like that's becoming less of a thing even having printers and ability to do that so all the way a digital waiver system um you can get them i mentioned some of the simple systems where it, it does all the right things the digital signatures all that are around 15 dollars a month up to more expensive ones um depending on your needs and integration and things like that but do that yeah i think there's a few um there's a few that have some free plans that you can use yeah. for stuff that might have like some watermarks or some branding or something like that on them but yeah this doesn't have to be expensive by any means and in the absence of you even wanting to do that maybe you have a gym where you get like you know five new members a month because you have a full capacity and it's like easy to manage at the very least digitize your stuff like take photos of them with your phone name them in a way that's there the thing that you want to like the value of a waiver is only it being able to actually defend you against something when you need it to defend you. Otherwise it's, it's kind of pointless. And so if you can't find it or if it's not retained under the person's name or it's not legible or any of those things, it's really pointless. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I talk a lot about, again, coming from wreck of like pen and paper. I, one day in my office was like this filing cabinet full of I was like staff contracts and awards. I'm like, needs to go. I can't have these files. So we had a, a process of just, we scanned everything, saved it under the name, had a file. So even that, even if you have paper copies now, if there's like flood fire, like who the heck knows what, scan that, get that all saved into a folder somewhere where it lives forever and then transition to something digital and say goodbye to those paper copies. So yeah. Okay. And I, would you say uh, like keep them forever? I mean, I think that's the, the you know the what advice, there, right? there is depending on where you live. There's definitely guidelines around there around documents and the length of time to keep them. Um, but just it's yeah, a, it's at least hard. seven years for accounting purposes. I know that, but this feels more yeah. like like what the statute of limitations would be on a lawsuit if somebody like got hurt, and that's like that's would change city by city. So you kind of either look that up and be confident in what that is or just keep it forever. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, it's a good thing to even mention, like our, we have member, our gym, you know, we have only acquired it two and a bit years ago, um, but has been around for 12 plus 12 years. years. And some of the mm-hmm. members have been around for that long. Um, definitely something you can do if you're transitioning from paper to digital is just be like, Hey, everyone resign them and like start fresh and kind of move on. But definitely just keep them so yeah that's actually a good piece of advice you could definitely do that if you switch out a digital form like a lot of people wouldn't mind just re-signing a waiver and that might be an easier process just to send a new one to all members and just communicate it well that like hey nothing's changed i'm just like records retention and making my life easier most members would probably be happy to click it on their phone and sign it that way if they need yeah, to. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, it's so fancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. Okay, so this one, did you know that Lululemon gives 25% off to gym owners? 
I I didn't know the gym owners thing, actually. I knew that as like a trainer, I forget they, what's the name of their program that they have? Um, I should know this. It's not Sweat Collective. No, it's isn't it, fit. Isn't it Sweat Collective? Maybe, maybe. I think it is Sweat Collective. Our, our, our Lululemon employees on our team are cringing at us right now for it's the sweat collective that's that works for uh, like trainers and coaches and like if you have a training certification or anything like that then you can join the sweat collective and yeah is that the 25% off discount I think? yeah yeah totally yeah. so I, I knew years I mean decade in recreation and aquatics like instructors swimming lesson instructors fitness instructors as long as you can prove that once you have it you're good to go but I only recently learned that um gym owners also have access to that so there is an application process and then it's on your account and you're good to go the other piece that we just shared a little bit is we are really lucky to have a couple people on our team that work with lululemon one of them full-time jamie shout her out um but there's it's been really interesting having her on our team and getting to know more about um, the initiatives with Lululemon and wanting to connect with the local gyms around them. And um, the, the Lululemon in your area is probably willing to connect with your gym to come out for some type of special event, um, things for your coaches, potentially shopping after hours for your members or coaches and things like that. So just strongly encouraged to connect with Lululemon because they definitely have a, a seasonal monthly budget in each kind of um, area to connect with fitness um businesses specifically more boutique not um large scale gyms but um if you're in that space it's definitely worth checking out mm -hmm. yeah and one thing that we're doing actually nicole you may not know this but we're going to be hosting allowing them to host a staff meeting at our facility um as sort of a way to engage that so like nicole said the lululemons in your area are probably more than willing to partner and collaborate and do things like that just we're all heading in the same direction of getting active and getting outside so definitely reaching out to whoever the local store manager system manager is would definitely help there but one thing it seems like they could use is is off sites to host staff events so that they can kind of get their people outside so any gym owners are out there that would be a good sort of opening is is maybe open up your facility a little bit and, and offer it that way and, and build some relationships with uh the local lulu because it, it definitely will help awesome for people like me that have an addiction to Lululemon, it's a great, great program. I think there's there's two other um, there's two other retailers too that mm -hmm. I know that do a lot of local event stuff. So in Canada, Mountain Equipment Co-op does a lot of things with like local oh. places and stuff because uh, they have a lot of community events running and stuff like that. And they're all about self-propelled fitness and athletics, and so this totally okay. fits. Uh, REI would be the equivalent in the U.S. Um, they have a lot of local community events, stuff like that. And you're probably going to see other retailers like that. But I think this opens up a good idea to just talk to some of those type of organizations that support local fitness and local communities. And mm. it'll probably pay off. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So um, this next question. Hi, everyone. I uh, just wondering, is there any good workout programming services you'd recommend for group classes currently spending countless hours coming up with new workouts? Thanks. <laughs> My life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, this one's perfect for Tony. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm, I'm going to start with um, a shameless plug is that I had the same problem or we had the same problem a couple years ago when we bought our gym. And we have a virtual gym called Beyond the Box that has, for exactly this reason, we sort of started it and we built it up and we've been doing it now for two, three years. I think we're on like month 39, actually. I think so more than three years. Um, 
but it has daily affiliate ready programming. Uh, we can program it into our own software best box, or we can help load it into other systems like Wattify or, or, or the like. Um, that would be a good place to start. Um, it gives you a body weight and a dumbbell and a RX slash CrossFit version every single day. So there's scaling options built in. We have some of our coaches from our home gym that do uh, tutorial videos for every, every day is worth workouts. Uh, so those build on top of that. Um, so I'd recommend starting there. Beyondthebox.fitness is a good place to start for that. Um, beyond that, the big ones for affiliates are uh, CrossFit Affiliate Programming is a new one referred to as CAP. Uh, it was another service before, and then CrossFit bought them and acquired them and sort of integrated them into the system. Uh, we've tested that out at our gym for a bit. Um, it is, um, it's great if you have a coaching staff that is newer or constantly developing or that sort of stuff. If you have a lot of seasoned coaches, um, it's probably just more teaching and training than you need. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's just a lot of scaling instructions and skill development and those kind of things built into it. So it's really, I found it really effective for some of our younger coaches um, in terms of just giving consistency of scaling and recommendations. Uh, Mayhem affiliate programming is another good one um, that has come out quite a bit. Um, that one's been positive. Um, in terms of affiliate ready ones, I think those are some of the main ones. Um, there's other programming services that don't quite have the affiliate readiness component of things like the coaches tutorials and stuff. Mm -hmm. Am I missing any, Nicole? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that um, kind of hits them. It's a pretty big overview of them. Um, I think kind of this question, the one thing that I thought about this when someone kind of said like, you can, I can, I can feel their vibe and I see your vibe when you're like currently spending countless hours of like programming. It's just, you know, figuring out, it depends on your team. You know, we had Donnie on from Groundwork. Um, his podcast might actually come out after this one. Um, and, you know, he shared about, he has someone on his team and the way his team is structured. Uh, they have someone that can kind of take care of that for group classes and that's working. But most of the times um, it's the owner that's doing it. And we know the owners are wearing a lot of hats, the gym stuff, the coaching, the scheduling, the members, and it's just another thing. So when you're looking at your kind of business and questioning the energy it's taking, um, that's definitely something to consider outsourcing to take that amount of work off your plate. But I'm sure Tony would also agree that outsourcing it is less time than writing it from scratch and it's thoughtful and um, has intention behind it, but there's still some work behind it. And I think maybe speaking to that, like, you know, what, if you're getting outsourced programming, what things kind of need to happen to massage it out and make it work for your own gym. It really hasn't, in our experience of trying different things, really hasn't been a simple plug and play at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. Because there's always there's always nuance to what you're working on, right? It might call for rope climbs and you may not have a gym where you're ever going to entertain rope climbs for your membership, right? It's just not that fit. And in, in a lot of gyms, the programming won't be it won't be an, enough. It will, there won't be enough meat on it to satisfy some of the more, um, you know, competitive athletes or serious athletes in that, in that case. So I think for any gym owner, you've got a great template. It's very educational in the flow, you know, day to day, week to week, how you sort of stitch things together. There's usually always a theme across, you know, eight, 12 weeks. So you have some intention and some, you know, people feel like there's a goal from start to finish, but within that, you always need to cater it to both your coaches, their skill level and their comfort level, uh, your class timing, make sure you have enough space. Like if you have back to back one hour classes, 
Uh, you may not fit in everything that comes in the affiliate programming or in any of the programming sessions. So you might have to, you know, change your way of coaching or something like that. But in all cases, you have to look through it, talk about the things. There will be different terms. You know, somebody might call it the world's greatest stretch. Somebody might call it uh, elbow to elbow to inseam plus stretch. Like they're all basically the same Spider-Man lungy kind of thing, but they all call something different. And so that wow. takes some work to sort of like finesse that through. But it's definitely never hands off. But if you can automate at least getting it into the system, right, whatever you use for your programming system, that will definitely save some time for you in, in all cases. So. That would be a good shortcut. Awesome. So I think um, to kind of wrap up this episode, one more question that I've just heard and seen that kind of ties back to that one that would be interesting is how to navigate all the people's opinions on the programming. Because, um, I mean, we've experienced that going, we've had two, I think over the couple of years, we've maybe done three or four different streams of having somebody, you know, do the programming, trying different programs, trying our own program. There's always someone that has something to say. Um, even when it comes to like, do you show the workouts a day in advance, an hour before I saw someone comment on one of the groups saying, I, um, I used to put the workouts in advance. We're having people kind of cherry pick. So they went in and decided like, just not to put the workout in until basically you show up for the class and she's like it was been it was a full-on I think it was a she a full-on like meltdown of members people messaging and be like how do I know what to wear how do I know what days to skip how do I know I, I need to plan my outfit accordingly which I don't disagree with personally for me on certain days of a lot of burpees I have a different shirt that I want to wear than a different day um but again that opinion so yeah from your perspective Tony being kind of in the person who's been the person with the hat on kind of managing this how do you manage all the input from all the eight, all the sides <laughs> that's a good question um <laughs> we didn't talk about this one before the podcast no the, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and I, I i guess i've wavered on this a little bit over my time and i think where where i am at now is um we want you ultimately want your members to be successful and for your members to be successful they need to show up and if you're putting any barriers in the way of them showing up like they don't know what to wear on burpee day it's just another excuse for them to not come and mm. so while you know the the unknown and the unknowable and all of that sort of stuff is is true it's probably a smaller subset of your overall client base that actually like finds value in that because ultimately you're, you're constantly varied every day in your programming. Anyway, you're preparing them for the same stuff. You're just really allowing them to see the workout in advance enough so that they can come properly equipped and prepared. And so I think that's kind of where I am at now. The, the other benefit that I have found is as we work closer with members, we release all of our workouts on like Sunday night or no, it's actually like Friday the week before. Mm -hmm. Um, I encourage our coaches to talk to the members about picking certain days the following week that almost match a personal training routine. Because if somebody's working on like, I had one one member last week, she had a wrist problem. She had something, she was painting and her wrist thing was, was going. And so like, you look at the workouts, you're like, don't come in on handstanding. Like that's not going to be a good day for you. But maybe do these other four days and, and crush these other areas. And like, why not just let them be prepared instead of her mm -hmm. planning her week around to get three sessions in going to one of those sessions. And it's a session she can't even do. Mm -hmm. Right. That to me is not a great experience. So I think that's where I would sit is um, 
give them the programming in advance and remove all barriers for just accessibility mm-hmm. and getting them in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like we've heard, whether it's from coaches or members, um, you know, and we all have our own stuff that we enjoy doing and the types of workouts that we don't like. And in any programming, there's always some intention and cycles and some cycles that have more the weightlifting, more of whatever different style. Uh, there's always going to be somebody who isn't their favorite thing and somebody else who's like, yes, this is everything I ever wanted. I've been in the room where I'm like, this is the best week. And someone's like, are you like crazy? This is like the worst week of programming. Um, but I think in in what I've observed over this last little bit is just sometimes people will, people, someone will always have an opinion. Not everyone will always be happy, but if you have the ability just to, people just need like knowledge. So if you can explain like why, here's the intent of why we're doing this. Here's what you can expect. Um, so people have a bit more of an understanding. It's kind of like, okay, like I'll make it through this cycle. I understand why it's important. <laughs> and then kind of what's, what's coming next. But I've, I've, I've observed you have to deal with that or experience that with um, coaching and, and members of people. Everyone has feedback on, on programming. So People will yeah. complain no matter what. And, you know, every time we've changed, people complain. And then usually it comes around two, three weeks later. They're like, I actually kind of like it. It's a challenge and this sort of thing. And ultimately, every time you change it up, people will get challenged a little bit. And then they'll get into a rhythm. And that's kind of what you want. That's why you do it that way. Mm, mm. I like that. There was a saying that was used back in a past work team, which I didn't like and didn't always resonate with, which was like hold the heat in terms of like at certain times, like helping people through change, like change is hard for everybody. Um, And I think this is a perfect scenario where it's like you make the change, you commit to it, you communicate why, hold space for everybody to just be a little spicy as they get used to it. And then usually they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And actually we kind of liked it. So yeah, true. Awesome. Tony, do you have any final thoughts in any of our, our conversations today? Uh, another good programming service that I would be remiss ah. to not mention is NC Fit. Uh, uh, Jason Kalipa's mm-hmm. gyms out of uh, Northern California, plus a whole lot of other places. Um, they potentially have some of the best quality programming that I have mm. seen, and their coaches like session plans and stuff like that. Just really thoughtful, really well intentioned. They're definitely in the same category as Mayhem Affiliate and Cap and all that sort of stuff. So definitely mm. check them out too. Awesome! Thanks for that. All right, guys, we will see you next week.